Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we're diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe. And I am your other host, Michelle Pouvet. And today, we're going to talk about some different marketing, some lead generation strategies that you could use other than social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yes. is something we've been hearing a lot lately is people are kind of burnt out on social media, just the kind of content creation hamster wheel on there, having to engage with people going down that that deep, dark rabbit hole that exists when you log into any sort of social media platform. And so we thought we'd share some ways that we have found to kind of engage with our audiences, grow our lists that don't necessarily involve the the social media platforms in the most common way people think of them so <laughs> yeah so why don't we give a bit of background on our experience with social media and maybe why this is something so pertinent for us at the moment um I will happily go first so I feel like like most entrepreneurs earlier in my business journey I was advised to look on social media for clients and pretty quickly was encouraged to make a quote-unquote consistent posting schedule, create a lot of content, post regularly, do lots of engagement, and from day one I found that really hard, like really hard. <laughs> I I am not great at doing recurring tasks, like I forget to do them, but I also just find it very boring and very, uh, yeah, like hard to keep up with, and then I found a lot of the engagement stuff tricky in the way it was described and prescribed to me of you know what to do um we've talked before on the podcast that I have like I guess a soapbox moment about the rules of how you're allowed to engage on social media and particularly in Facebook groups um you know what's considered you know too much promotion or you know self-promoting uh I, I just don't see a point of it being so guarded <laughs> so I found that uh, really tricky and I think since then have been looking at all the other ways we can market and promote our businesses and our offers without so much social media or maybe without social media at all um before we explore that Olivia do you want to share your kind of background because you I think had more experience in the social media world than I did yeah um actually I spent a lot of time working with people building funnels that relied pretty heavily on social media and mm. Facebook ads in particular. And that's always been a key tool in my tool belt is I use a lot, I use Facebook and mm -hmm. I do use Instagram to some extent, but it's always been <laughs> Facebook has always been my primary. And lately I have been utilizing LinkedIn a lot more, which mm. Kind of don't consider that quite the same kind of social media. It's definitely I, it, social, but it doesn't feel like it's the same. Yeah, it's not the same kind of social, but um, I digress. We can get into that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, kind of along the same lines as as you, Michelle. Like I, when I first got started as an entrepreneur, got the advice to jump on social and post consistently, mm -hmm. multiple times a day, every single day. And it has to be this kind of content and you have to post it in multiple places and, you know, 
use these words, don't use these phrases, don't use links, use these kinds of pictures, all this stuff that just felt like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, I just <laughs> there's don't. no fun left. Yeah. It's like, I really just don't want to do this. Um, mm-hmm. And if you look at my social stuff right now, actually, I had someone reach out to me the other day and say, well, you're not very active on social media, are you? How do you get clients? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> All the other ways. <laughs> but so nowadays, the main way I actually engage on on social media on Facebook directly is in Facebook groups in business mm-hmm. groups whether there there's a few free groups I'm in that I like but a lot of them are groups that I'm in that are um, parts of of memberships or other programs or something and yeah. I do focus on engaging a lot in those groups and not not a lot I don't sit down for hours at a time <laughs> just whenever um, I can take 20 minutes, a day or something, and I'll sit down and just go through and try to add value to the groups, whether that's supporting people with their wins or answering their questions or just offering my services and support in whatever way I can. Um, I have found that I've built some really amazing just just connections with people, and then mm-hmm. those connections grow into something more so yeah I mean we've shared famously that we met through one of those yeah, exactly. it's like that's where this whole thing came from <laughs> yeah and so that's that's been like my that's my main focus when it comes to social mm-hmm. media I don't post consistently I <laughs> maybe I should I, I don't know it's been working for me how it is so yeah yeah I think as we talk about the other ways to market that aren't social media. I think it's fair to sort of put that little asterisk of this is not to say social media is like evil or bad or that you can't use it in your own way. And I think that's something Olivia really clearly highlighted is this sense of you can just use it to engage with people, to have conversations and, you know, it doesn't have to be a content creation platform as much. Um, but thinking around the non-social media focused marketing platforms apps things we've been doing um I think the big one for me that is pretty universal so I think that's like the helpful thing to share is is the email marketing thing like building up a list of people who are interested in what you have to say and emailing them regularly to share that and other content um that's been the main way I've been marketing and making sales in my own business and I know there's something we are leaning on more and more in our joint business um so I think email is kind of central to most online business strategies like it is ultimately how you can build that relationship over time and stay in touch with people who are interested before they buy and even after they buy to sell you other things or engage with them further um the other things that I've been really diving into are SEO. I mean, (laughs) I obviously have an interest in all things website and I found it really cool to see the work you do on creating blog posts or just, you know, optimizing a website really does pay off with engaging with people at their own pace. Like it's really cool because it's exactly what they're typing into a search engine and then they find your website and they're like, oh, it's exactly what you're looking for. Um, I, I really love that like simplicity of SEO types of uh, social media and beyond just like website I think anything SEO so search engine focused has got 
a place in my heart. So that's other search engines like YouTube and Pinterest that I'm dabbling in a little bit more again, um, because I do think there's so much value in creating assets that you do the work once and then they live there and people can find them when they're ready and they're wanting to learn more. And that really works well for me. And I think that's a really good use of your time and energy. Yeah, that's a really good point to bring out like search engine optimization across multiple platforms, you know, mm-hmm. there's always Google, you know, the big, the big one. And, but there are those other platforms, like you mentioned, YouTube yeah. and Pinterest that are kind of that bridging the gap between social media and a search engine. Um, yeah, you still create content. It's just not with, I guess, with so many constraints on the algorithms, there's different algorithms at play, right. but I do think it's more long-term content creation at at its base and that is something I find much more sustainable while social media is built by nature to be a fast churn kind of place that you want more and more new things every day while we expect YouTube and we expect Pinterest to go a little slower yeah I mean I've been I've been really working on my Pinterest um yeah presence lately and I actually have a lot of fun with it and my assistant Rachel who is amazing I've (laughs) kind of given her free reign to start just go crazy creating stuff and trying different strategies and so looking at um you know what content resonates where and and who's liking what and what's hitting the hardest within my Mm -hmm. audience I find that pretty fascinating and like um watching the views per month just kind of just really escalate every single month has been um it's kind of a fun little win you know to look at what that number is yeah Um, and like you said it's not you know social media traditional social media platforms I think of them as something where it's like kind of an immediate win Mm -hmm. like it's a fresh content in and out like as quickly as possible whereas something like Pinterest or YouTube you make the content and you might get like a, a immediate, you know, viewership of it, but it's also mm-hmm. something that lives on forever past that point, you know, and yeah. it still pops up for people. So um, I'm curious though, what are your main ways of getting people on your email list? You mentioned email as, as a big Yeah. One. Yeah. So I feel like all paths lead back to the email list. So obviously, you know, optimizing my content on my website, optimizing anything I'm putting into the search engines is part of it. The other big thing, I've been on a major kick doing collaborative events. So being parts of summits, bundles, you know, speaking in other people's groups, basically anywhere I can get in front of other people's audiences and share some value, share something. In the case of a bundle, I literally share a product for free. And that has been a huge, huge boost to growing my email list Um, in the last, I want to say, year. I think it's quadrupled just from those types of collaborative events uh, alone. That's not counting kind of the traditional list building stuff. So I'm a big fan. I think it's a really nice, you know, way to lean into that collaboration over competition spirit that you and I share and I think is becoming more and more common and more and more a part of our industry so I I love that um and then I think the trying 
trying to engage a little bit more in the events that surround those types of events. That's kind of weird to say that. But oftentimes if someone puts on a summit or a bundle, they just have the event, but then they'll have like a networking group or a Facebook group or a community that pops up. And I never really able to show up live for any of the calls, but I have found it nice to, you know, try at least a little bit to engage in those communities. And it's a lot of the collaborations that have come from there that then find the next event to be part of, find the next opportunity to collaborate. So it's been this lovely snowball effect of once you've done one, you kind of get wind of another one or you get recommended for another one. And it's become this really easy thing to just maintain and be part of um, without putting tons and tons of time and energy into it. So it is, I'm a big fan. It's working really nicely for me. How about you? Yeah, uh, I love collaborations, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I, one of the other kind of collaborative things that I have found that's that's been really great is um, jumping into other people's programs or groups, mm-hmm. or, like creating those connections with people. Where you know, there's a couple groups that I show up in monthly, and I teach something, you know, for their paid students, and um, and then other things where you could. Uh, maybe host a masterclass or something in someone's mm-hmm. membership or just jump on live with them on, on social media. You know, that's another <laughs> way of using it. Um, and I think that's how we got started with this podcast is mm-hmm. we started just having these talks and went live a couple of times and we're like, well, we really should be recording these <laughs> different with these conversations. So yeah. Um, so yeah, a lots of different ways to jump in. And I like what you said about how, you know, one thing kind of leads to another one mm-hmm. door, you go through one door and then a whole bunch of other ones open and yeah. it can get really overwhelming to see all those other <laughs> doors and you want to take yes. all of them. <laughs> um, speaking from experience, it doesn't <laughs> when you try to take all of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, just pick the door then that best aligns with what your goals are, where you are in your journey and what feels good to you and go down that door because more doors are going to open from there. It's going to be this, this never ending network of opportunities. As long as you just keep doing what resonates most with you and you just keep following it. So, you know, with any advice you get from any sort of coach or guru, and that includes (laughs) Michelle and myself, like Mm -hmm. you have to do what feels best for you yeah I think that's so true and I think that's kind of the heart of what we're circling around which is if you're finding social media isn't the fit for you there is something else out there there's so many different ways to get your business in front of the people who need it so I think it is about you know kissing a couple of frogs to find your prince like trying some things on and I think when you do feel like it's easy and it's fun that's something really to listen to and to pay attention to. And what works for me or for Olivia might not work for you, but it doesn't mean there isn't something out there that's going to work. And I really think when you find the thing, it's easy to keep it going because you're enjoying it. And that's, yeah, like a huge, huge part of anything in business. I think the more you can enjoy what you're doing, the easier it gets. But I think particularly in marketing, which is long-term can be quite tough, can feel a bit demoralizing when it's not working. I encourage you to just keep going and try things and see 
what works and take the experimenter's mindset of like, okay, we're going to give this a try for a couple weeks or months. And then if it's not working, try something else, move on. That's ultimately how I think we all find what's going to work. Um, but yeah, I think that's my little beacon of hope because I took a long time to find the thing that was going to work for me. I think I took two years to circle around eventually to strategies that really worked for me and I tried everything else in the meantime. I actually made a course all about that. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a process and not to be dissuaded, but even because social media is such a big part of the online space and the business space, it's it sounds like it's not a choice and it is. Like you can choose other other ways to get in front of people. That's that's definitely possible. We're living proof that it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Well and you know, I mentioned earlier that someone had reached out to me and said, well, you're not really active on social media mm. to get leads. And I will admit that the first thing I felt when I read that was, oh no, I'm slacking. Like oh. I not be active on social. Like I immediately felt like I was doing something wrong. Yeah. And we furthered the conversation and, and talking with her, you know, I mentioned, well, no, I do these collaborations, you know, we I mm-hmm. love bundles. We have our podcast. A podcast is another. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. (laughs) Um, I guest on a lot of podcasts and I love, Mm -hmm. love, love, love that. You know, there is the search engine optimization, like we talked about on Mm -hmm. our websites, you know, creating blogs and content like that on your website, as well as the other um, search engine platforms like Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, you know, nurturing people in on your email list, however on there you could even use social media to get them on there yeah um and then the other big one that that I do a lot is I do a lot of guest writing in places you know that's true you're a good guest writer thank you thank you I love writing and um you know I'm I look for really great opportunities to share and spread mm-hmm. you know, what I feel like is is my very good message with the world and um <laughs> And so that's kind of my main focus. And so as I was talking with her about all these things and like going through these strategies, I I realized I actually do do a lot. It's okay. I don't have to do it all. And that's, I think the the big thing is, yeah, you don't have to do it all. You do what works best for you. And and to be honest, you can't do it all. Like it is not possible to be everywhere all the time, especially if you're a solo business owner or a small team. Like it is just impossible to do it all well and I think it's a like a permission slip like okay we don't we can't physically do it all so why don't we just do one or two things really well and pick the things we like that are easy because you're gonna have to do the work anyway so I think that's really good and learning like how you communicate best how you show up best how it's easy is going to be a good way to indicate which type of marketing activities and platforms are going to be the best fit like Olivia is a fantastic writer it is no surprise that you are doing a bunch of writing kind of collaborations um I really like talking so a lot of mine are very speaking sort of adjacent um but you know there's other people who really like doing visuals and you know social media or love videos and will find really their home on youtube like there's all sorts of places for all sorts of styles of communication all sorts of different interests so you you can find your match you just need to go looking for what's going to fit you absolutely 
Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we didn't talk that much about podcasting. I feel like that's an oversight as podcast hosts talking on our own <laughs> podcast. So let's circle back to that really quick. Um, you know, I have loved doing our podcast beyond oh the obvious of it's just fun talking with you. I will just say, um, <laughs> but you know, we talk day in and day out. So mm-hmm. recording it is, yeah, you guys get a small glimpse of our, our brilliant conversation. <laughs> back and forth. Sometimes less brilliant, but you know, fun. <laughs> you know just, just a bit. Um, but I really have loved the opportunity to mm share what we have to say on a very global scale. And I will say it did surprise me how quickly our, our little podcast here has spread and Mm -hmm. see some of the numbers of, of, you know, listeners across the world. I remember I saw the charts for the first time. I was like, oh my gosh, really? Um, (laughs) Because I, I will say we don't really um, as of time of recording this, we're not doing a huge amount to even, you know, market the podcast. We're sharing Not it particularly. Yeah. We're sharing it with our little <laughs> network and um, you know, the word is spreading from there. Mm. And it's um yeah, I think it's been one of my favorite ways to nurture an audience, I think, yeah. my entire time of being an entrepreneur. Oh, for sure, me too. And I think the the secret sauce is that it's fun. Yes. And I think it came from a sense of fun. It has continued to be fun because we made it that way like we didn't go whole hog on the like strategy stuff we didn't try and optimize everything we just lent into trying it out and seeing how it went and bringing in people we wanted to talk to who were excited to talk to um and I think that's been a huge part of how well it's been going I think weirdly genuinely if we tried to do this super strategically by the book it probably would have lasted a quarter of the time it's been going but I think that sense of enjoyment and fun is is huge and particularly for sort of small business particularly for personal brands that's a big part of it it's like literally we're out here trying to help you get to know us and for you to see if we're the right people to help you so us showing up in our most natural comfortable happy fun way is literally the best way we can do it (laughs) So whatever that looks like for you, I think that's that's going to be the magic. Yeah, well, I, I think that's a really good point to highlight of, you know, we are who we are like, yeah. on the podcast, off the podcast. <laughs> like We coach the same way. We work with our clients the same way. Like mm-hmm. truly gotten to that point where we have embraced who we are and <laughs> I think our our schedules and our time constraints have kind of made for that of, of we've kind of, we don't have time to put on any sort of glossy mask nope. or anything. We, we are what we, we don't are. have time for airs and graces. We're just who we are. But I think that is the key to good marketing right there yeah. is just being able to show up and be yourself as cliche as that sounds. And I know I say it often, <laughs> but I can't say it enough. Like Mm. just being yourself and showing up and knowing that what you have to say is going to impact someone's day. Like you are going to have that impact and it's going to have a ripple effect from there and just, yeah, doing what lights you up, um, Mm -hmm. that's going to spread your message faster than any sort of planned post with the perfect picture with an algorithm. Just, yeah. yeah. 
It just will. And I, I want to share, I kind of want to end on something that I, I've, I've understood for a long time, but was highlighted and expressed to me recently in a way that made it click for my brain. And I want to share in case it helps click for you, but we don't all have to be experts in our content. We don't have to teach. We don't have to prescribe. Sometimes just sharing what's been working, what's not, what we're going through, how we're going through it is as valuable, if not more than quote unquote teaching. I don't know if you needed to hear that, but I really did. And I think it gives a lot of license to when you're starting out or when you don't feel fully expert, you still have something valuable to share. And that's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be afraid of, because it's really valuable for someone who is going through similar things. They need to hear that too. That's perfect. (laughs) All right. On that note, um, Thank you all so much for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we would really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we will be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care. Bye.